This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. And they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD Coffee is going to improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in CBD and CBG and will have you feeling fantastic because their CBD-infused coffee can help with so many different things, aches and pains, headaches, IBS, so much more. For me and the exercise that I put in typically multiple days of the week, Strava is helping with my recovery to reduce my soreness. So if you're looking for a supplement for your workouts and you want less of those general aches and pains, try StravaCraftCoffee.com now you get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's podcast, of course, we're going to have our second part of the Broadcasters Roundtable with Drew Goodman, Mike Rice, and Kyle Kercheval. And in this portion of our conversation, the reins start to come off. We get to have a little bit of fun. We do talk briefly about what opening day 2021 was like as far as calling games remotely these past two seasons. If you didn't know, broadcast teams were not able to go out on the road, both at the major league and minor league level. So they were watching from a television. And while that might not seem like that big of a deal, but there are so many different things happening in a game as far as think about a line drive to right center field. Not only are you watching to see where the ball caroms, You're looking to see if the center fielder or right fielder is going to get there first. And if they have any issues getting to that ball, if their route was a good one or not, you're looking to see if the lead runner might come around from first base to score. And you don't know if the batter runner is going to advance an extra base on the throw. There are a lot of different things. And as Drew Goodman and Mike Rice explain, there have been some issues with that where you you look away for half a second or even if your eyes are fixated on the screen, you don't know what's happening and you got to figure it out. You might not make it up. I probably would make it up. I know I've I've done that in the past with some broadcasting experiences I've had. But no, these guys are professionals and they have those little issues. They also tell some really cool stories about being on the road and when the weather conditions are awful, when it's 2 a.m. 
after an extra inning game, not being able to go out and grab a bite to eat, or if a player maybe takes umbrage with some things you said about him in that night's game. There, yes, is a story of someone knocking on someone's hotel room door and saying, you know, you may have said a couple things that I wasn't too happy about, and that's probably the best story that you'll hear from it. Very enjoyable conversation. Thank you for listening to the first part. If you haven't already, go back and listen to Monday's podcast. We've got new shows this week, new guests as always, and we're really excited for what's going to be a banner year for DNVR Rockies in 2022. I mean, the energy is its completely different. I mean, <laughs> clearly. Have it, opening day, you go from zero to close to 50,000 people, so that in itself uh, – is self-explanatory, but um, just overall, whether it was a June or July midweek game, and there's 25 or 30,000 people, there's a vibe. I mean, we're we're so accustomed to watching sports, even at the high school level. You go to a, a game, and there's you know 100, 200, 300, whatever it is. There there's some energy there, and that's what the fans certainly and obviously provide. Yeah, that's that's so interesting to think that. You know, in, in 2020, when there were no fans, we also weren't able down on the field. So the energy that sometimes we pick up off of each other, you know, we've talked before games and say, hey, did you realize that so-and-so has this streak going on? And I didn't even see that in the notes today. I'm like, yeah, well, it's maybe it's a little behind the scenes. So there was not even that energy building that we were able to make off of each other. We were really just in our own little space. Well, it leads me to, again, something you and I have talked about and something I've pontificated about, whether it be... Um, when asked on the street or on on my podcast or, or somewhere else. And that is, we understand why we are where we are right now and certainly where we were in, in 2020 and, and even in 2021 where there wasn't travel. Hopefully going forward, most importantly for the health of, of the nation, the health of, of people around the world, we can uh, slowly uh, put this pandemic in the rearview mirror. What it is limited us as broadcasters is twofold one when you're calling a game off a monitor from a studio there are things you just don't see yeah. Yeah. and and that's that's the reality of it and so that takes away from our craft and, and really trying to provide as accurate a portrayal of what is going on uh, on the field as possible because we could all be sitting in in Patrick Lyons you know family room and, and calling the game because that's ostensibly what we're doing the second part and every bit as important if not more important is the limited ex accessibility we have now to players coaches managers and 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 even fellow broadcasters because Instead of, you know, sitting in a booth, uh, you know, an hour and a half before the game and talking to Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser before we play the Dodgers and getting, you know, up to speed on what's going on with their team, we, you know, unless I get on the phone, which I, I've done plenty of times with my colleagues and, and do that, but I can't go up to, you mentioned Nick Lofton, you know, one of the prospects that you got to cover this year. I, you know, I don't know how often you got to actually visit with them. Maybe you did. About three times. Three times, wow. which is crazy yeah. because you should be having a daily conversation. Yeah. Not that they're pointed questions each day. Hey, how are you feeling? What do you think yeah. about it? Just developing a relationship, which Kyle so uh, appropriately pointed out earlier. 
but you never know when an anecdote emerges. Where Nick Lofton goes, yeah, the guy we're facing tonight, he and I played Little League Baseball since we were seven years old together. And boy, Kyle's, you know, he didn't have to write it down. He's going into the broadcast, fourth inning, maybe second at bat. Nick comes up and goes, you know, the Joe Smith, who he's facing on the hill, those dudes are best friends. They grew up together in yeah. Stockton, California. Yeah. You don't get that on a Zoom call. And therefore, it's not a selfish thing. It's it's being able to pass along to our respective audiences information, anecdotes, things that make people go, aha, that's kind of neat. That's interesting. And we, we lo- we've lost all of that the last two years. And hopefully going forward, we return to normalcy. I think, too, what you said about missing things is really true. And I mean, you have to when you're calling games off a monitor, you have to be okay with making mistakes that you normally wouldn't make. And and you just the way I look at it is, I sure hope that somehow there's grace that people have, you know, and and say, <laughs> well, even if they don't know that that's what's going on, maybe they didn't hear the mistake or they didn't hear something that that I mean, I I remember specifically, it might have been the 2020 season, uh, the Rockies were playing at Arizona, and the the. On TV, it takes a second for the cameraman to follow the ball and for the director then to get to that camera shot. It just takes a second. It's the nature of the business. But Charlie Blackman, somebody hit a ball to right field, and Charlie Blackman's like this with the ball. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's like, about. was it a line drive hit or was it a line drive out? Oh, and oh. I had no idea. And now, you try and look. We have what's called, it for, to pull the curtain back, there's an all nine. Mm-hmm. which is a, an overview angle that shows all the players. They're about, you know, yay big. Yeah. You can't see the ball. And, and you try and train it's a yourself. a half second behind, though, too. With, yeah, it, is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And so you try to train yourself to look at the all nine in that split second of thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to say because I don't know what happened. I don't know what the ball did. And, and my point is, it's just, and I got it wrong, by the way. I got it totally wrong. I, do you remember this one, Mike? <laughs> there was, I think this was this year, um, and it involved Blackman, and we're not picking on, no. on Charlie, but there was a ball in right field. It was clearly that it was, it was, it was in the corner, so you knew it was extra bases. And now there, there were multiple guys on, so that that's always a, a it's a podcast, it's a shit show, yeah. all right. So because you don't know, unless you're looking quickly at the all nine, did the trail runner score? Or did the third or did Stu right. Cole hold them up? Well, it w- was the other team. So did he get held up? So you don't know. And the ball's in the corner, and the next shot we get, Mike, which means you got it also, is a ball rolling on green grass. Now it could have been in Kyle's backyard growing up. It could have been at Augusta National. I mean, wow. you had no idea. It was just a ball rolling on the grass. And I'm like, what? And what happened was Charlie, in he was throwing the ball yes. toward the plate. Yes. And, and, like, and it had a change of thought in mid and, and threw the ball literally into the ground like a two-year-old would do. I remember that. Yeah. Because was that Pittsburgh? Was that I don't I, 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 I have no idea where it was, but you remember it, right? Maybe and I remember the play. He yes. spiked the ball. Yes. And so now it's rolling in the middle of right field. And that was where the shot went. And I had we had no idea why what's this ball doing and where is this we're ball? I just know it's grass and it's a baseball. That's right. I assume it's the baseball that was put in play. I, did it kick past Charlie? We had no idea until we showed replays eventually of Charlie spiking the ball as he was, you know, trying to hit the cutoff man. 
That that is a precarious situation to say the least. And Kyle, I, I think you you typically or frequently have had to call games on 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 television, right? Because I mean, I don't know with Grand Junction if you were able to go on all those road trips as well, but. So in, in Grand Junction, yeah, I was traveling with the team uh, in 2019. Uh, I did not travel with the team this season uh, with Quad Cities, and right. we did not do a remote broadcast specifically because wow. you don't you cannot rely upon the visual aid provided to you by the other organization. Some 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 teams have three, four, five camera setups. Some have one that's hanging up on the press box just over the field and the left right and center fielders are basically a yellow dot in the grass. It would be impossible to call a game in under those circumstances. So we didn't do that. We did that purely from a, like we, we just want a higher quality product. We, we can't provide anything good. So let's just hand the reins over to the, to the other broadcast, which you can of course do in minor league baseball with everything being streamed online. Um, but yeah, I, those are some horror stories that fortunately I did not have to partake in uh, this last year. Um, but absolutely, it's if there's so much that goes into the game aside from just watching the pitch and where the ball goes into the field. You were touching on the base runners. You know, what are the other outfielders doing? Where's the the pitcher lining up to back up the play? Where, yeah. where there's all these other variables that go into it. And if you're restricted to just the view of the ball on the grass or just Charlie Blackman holding the baseball waist high. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, it is it is very challenging. And so my hats are off to, to these guys and, of course, everybody that put together some kind of remote broadcast over these last couple of years because it is not easy. In the early 1900s, and I mean maybe even up to the 10s and 20s, that was kind of how games were called, right? They would almost get – they weren't faxes. Why did you say right and look at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. I've got yeah. nothing on that one. I've, I've got no no good quip to come back on that. Uh, but you remember those days, Joe Drew. Uh, Very no, well. no, 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 no. Uh, you know, you'd commute to work on a dinosaur, all that. But right, they, they would, you know, people would even go and they would stand like in a, in a square, almost like a McGregor Square, and there'd be a gigantic billboard, and someone would get a piece of paper, and then they would show, hey, Babe Ruth just hit a double. Now he's on second base, a run scored, because that was the only way that we were able to get communication on, you know, what happened in those games. And so the broadcasters, I'm, I'm sure, did that as well in many ways. And I don't know if they had to make up little details here and there. And that's kind of, that was the next question. Listen up, fam. If you are already a member of the DNVR, you know that when you come down to the corner of Colfax in York at the DNVR bar, you already get that larger beer. You get discounts on dnvrlocker.com. If you come to any of the tailgates or if you want the shuttle to go from the bar over to the stadium where it's all you can eat, sexy pizza, all you can drink, Breck Brew and Hard Seltzer. You get a discount on that ticket as well. You know about all this already. But if you're not a member, guess what? You can try us out for 50 cents your first month. That's right, at thednvr.com. Thednvr.com. It's 50 cents for your first month. That's it. Give us a test. See if you like it. You know we've got great coverage of the Avalanche, the Nuggets, Broncos, even CSU Rams right now are doing fantastic in the basketball world. CU Buffs, hey, there's a lot of guys transferring right now. You got to get the lowdown from our guy, Henry Chisholm. Justin Michaels doing a fantastic job with DNVR Rams. We've got all that coverage and then some. There's still even more that we're providing you on rugby, a little Colorado Rapids here and there. If you do want an annual membership, you know you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com as well. And guess what? If you don't want any of those things, come on down to the bar from 3 to 6 p.m. 
drink specials, appetizer discounts. What more could you really ask for at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York? Breckenridge Brewery, of course, is the official beer of DNVR, and it's the official hard seltzer. That's right. When you're not drinking Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter Jr., you can get any number of their hard seltzers in the 15-can sampler, apple pear, black cherry, honeydew, mountain berry, peach. You can get it all at King Supers, Costco, just about anywhere. It's Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer, an easy choice for a great company. And we've also partnered with SnoozeSleep.com. That's right, it's Snooze Mattress and their Snooze Flip, the most universal mattress on the planet. It's one that's actually designed to fit every body. Introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress. That's right, you can have your mattress be soft, firm, cool, or cozy. You can flip it to choose your comfort level, which is super easy. And you can also zip it with their reversible and washable temperature regulated cover. It's backed by a 122 year warranty. Yes, I said that right. 122 years. And now when you use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com, you'll get $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base with that code DNVR. And guess what? If you're a true baller and you get the dual split king with adjustable base, it's a thousand dollars in savings with code DNVR. Seriously snoozesleep.com code dnvr what do you do in those moments what's one of the worst maybe not call that you've ever made but how creative did you have to get goody i feel like you you even mentioned something at one point in your career where you were just giving shout outs to people you played baseball with back in little league because you didn't know who the players were you didn't get you didn't get the roster of of who was on the opposing team so you just got to figure it out i want to hear about those moments where Again, the, the audience at home doesn't really have any idea what's going on, so you might as well call the play. They just don't necessarily need to know who's you know running with the ball for 15 yards or who did actually hit that double. What's the identity of that guy? What are those crazy stories that you've had in your careers? I've, I've never taken, uh, for the record, I've never taken anybody that I played with or grew up with and inserted them on the field. Yeah. I have inserted them in the stands, though. Like, you know, yeah. I, was, I remember when I was doing the Nuggets, you know, you know, there'd be a pass. It was errant, and it landed. And you know, Mike Mike Rice is sitting in the front row, and he catches it. And I'd say, "Oh, David Cate, nice catch!" In the first, you know, some guy I grew up with or whatever. Um, <laughs> the only time, and and again, Kyle, who who's you know doing minor league baseball right now, will appreciate this. I was doing a Denver Zephyr Ooh. Columbus uh, Clippers. Clippers game back in the day, and it was in Columbus, and. Bucky Dent was the manager of the Columbus Clippers then. He was not the pitching coach. He was the manager. And in my multitude of notes and uh, all of a sudden, and I was doing radio, and and, uh, the pitching coach goes out to visit with the pitcher for Columbus, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, where's this guy's name? Now, this game was not being televised. I knew that. So no one can see, and and we all have right in this clock in in our head where like one one thousand, two one thousand. I got to say something now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, eff it, Bucky Dent going out to the mound <laughs> to visit with Mike Rice, the right hander. Right. It wasn't Bucky Dent. It was the pitching coach, but I couldn't find the pitching coach's name, so I made him Bucky Dent. <laughs> Nobody would know. Bucky bleeping uh, Dent. Yeah. yeah. I remember years ago I was calling and and. Drew referenced my time calling Northern Colorado. I was doing high school, a high school football game, and it was. I remember the school. I remember, it was Valley against Fort Lupton, 
and the press box, it was one of those dim press boxes. I, I haven't been to Fort Lupton High School in years. It's probably really nice now uh, with all the people there. But in that, at that point, it was just a cornfield. And one of the kids for, I think it was Fort Lupton, uh, intercepted the ball. Or he was, he was on a breakaway. And I can't remember if it was a running back or an interception. And I couldn't find his name. So I looked down to my roster, and I called the touchdown because there was nobody that was going to touch this kid. And I look up and the kid is sprawled at the 10 yard line. And I'm like, I had no idea what happened. Well, he tripped oh. and you know, and so then you have to backtrack and say the turf monster got him. But then it's like, why did you say that? If you're watching the play, it was just a terrible call. Just awful. Oh yeah. That, but that's, but you know, not to make an excuse. That's hard. When you're calling high school games, it's hard. First of all, it's hard getting any information. And then, the kid who's 28, he, they, he lost his away jersey, and he's wearing number 35 yes. this right. week. Right, right. Yes. You know, and the parents are ticked at you because you called them Bill Smith, and it's really Fred Jones, right. and, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but you feel horrible in that moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, because yeah, there's, no, yeah. there's no way to hide it. it no. You're just <laughs> gone. It's like, okay. There it is, out there. During the offseason, I've been calling some uh, Iowa high school football and basketball games, so I'm right there in the thick of it right now. Uh, one of the moments that stands out to me this last year, like I said, we weren't doing a, a remote broadcast. Uh, Quad Cities, we are on the road, uh, taking on the Peoria Chiefs in Peoria, and uh, it's the second or third series of the season. Um, and just in the way in high school when, you know, someone loses a jersey or whatever, that can sometimes happen in minor league baseball. You know, they'll slip a jersey on another guy just to get him out there or, you know, put the manager's jersey on this guy. He'll be fine. They, uh, we had, it was sixth or seventh inning. Uh, Quad Cities brought a guy out of the bullpen with, uh, you know, I'm watching it on a stream at home and I'm, I'm seeing him come in. And like I said, it's the second or third series of the year. You don't really recognize people by their mannerisms or what they look like. You kind of need to rely on the jersey number at least a little bit to make sure. I can tell it's a lefty, but that's about it. And he's coming in. I'm listening to the Peoria broadcaster trying to identify who this is. And he's just, he can't figure it out. And I my, my phone buzzes, and it's a text from him saying, who is 16? And I'm like, <laughs> we don't have a 16. Um, so that's when you get in touch with Kansas City and go, hey, do we have a 16 on the roster? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in this morning. Yeah, he's pitching today. Okay, great. Uh, it's this guy, you know, and yeah. there you go. And you find out a couple of pitches into the inning that, oh, Christian Chamberlain's now pitching for Quad Cities. He came up from Arizona yesterday. And you know what? And I think it's, it's perfectly okay to take people behind the curtain a little bit and yeah. just yeah. be honest and say, Hey, get yeah. folks. Yeah. I, we do the, you know, in spring training, this yeah. happens all the time. I was going to say the oh, same thing. In 88 sure. in yeah. the game and he's not on the travel roster yeah. or whatever. He came up from minor league camp and you have no idea. Yeah. And you, and it's okay to say that yeah. Yeah. rather than go, Oh, I'm not sure. You know, it's okay. Uh, just like I, I found it the last couple of years when we're doing these remote broadcasts to say, folks, I'd love to tell you what happened. I don't know how Charlie, where, why, <laughs> why the baseball's in him, but we're watching it on a, on a monitor just like you are. And, and it's okay. Yeah, one of the things you learn in spring training that I learned the hard way is you better know where that travel roster is and, and yeah. what it is. It's just a, every game you get from me, for those who don't know, you get a list of if if your team is the road team or even for the road team that you're calling, uh, if, if your home team is playing someone else, you get a, a roster of who made the trip and what their numbers are and the minor league call-ups because mm. with spring training being a little bit wonky the yeah. last year or so, 
you know, certainly last year. I mean, guys would get in because games were seven innings sometimes or eight innings or whatever. So I learned the hard way: you better you better not lose that travel roster. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, you know, f- from the sixth inning on, especially the first half of spring training, it's you're you're going to see every, especially yeah. when you have wholesale changes. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Well, Kyle, as you said, you're you're calling some games in high, Iowa football, and that's probably one of the common questions I imagine some of you, if, if people see you on the street or. Uh, if if they want a cameo from you, hey Drew, how are you keeping yourself busy in the off season? There's no baseball. We're all baseball guys up here. How do you keep busy? Is it just calling other sports? Is it practicing, like you said, Goody? Uh, other sports just to stay sharp. What do you do to either get ready or just enjoy that downtime during the off season? So there, there's a little bit of both. Uh, I, I'm in the full, luckily to be in the full time capacity with Quad Cities. So uh, as everything is in minor league baseball just because it says broadcaster on your business card that does not mean that's all you're doing uh you're selling tickets you're selling sponsorships you're the mascot if you need to be we do everything um so uh i'm busy in the off season doing stuff there uh but from a broadcasting standpoint yeah i I was fortunate to get a chance to do some uh iowa high school boys basketball and some football this year um trying to balance that with the schedule has been interesting but just to as Drew mentioned earlier on in the podcast, just to find a way to stay fresh, you have to you have to keep broadcasting it. I know for me, and I I know there are many more talented broadcasters out there that can probably get away with this. But for me, if I go a full off season without calling a game, the opening day next season is going to be a train wreck. Like I have to find a way to stay fresh, and to, you can only do so much preparation. But until that mic, you know, until you go live and you realize, oh yeah, we're doing this again. You know, you got to channel back. What what did I do last year? you have to find a way to, to stay fresh. So I, I've been doing some of those high school games and uh, there, there's just so many people in the industry to get to know. Obviously I, I'm, I'm disappointed. You know, we, there no winter meetings this year for us. Uh, and that's, that's a big thing for, for, for minor league guys, especially to get out there and meet everyone else out in the, the baseball industry. Um, so I'm missing that a little bit this year, uh, but it's, it's been great to try to stay connected with everybody. Mike, you, uh, call some other games that was that was going to be one of my other questions mm-hmm. too is what are some of the interesting sports that you've done in the off seasons past mm-hmm. i think you called arena football at one point is that right yeah i've, I've done an arena game or two when i was uh, calling northern colorado games mm-hmm. i loved calling volleyball volleyball mm-hmm. on the radio is really? really really fun it's sort of that mix between football because you have the side outs and and basketball of the of the action while the the balls in play that I always enjoyed that we actually one year I actually for a couple of years we tried wrestling on radio and that was kind of <laughs> I don't I don't know how well that worked it wasn't for lack of trying but that that was it's just hard to describe a wrestling move uh, on Greco radio. Roman or pro it was collegiate wrestling, so it was free, oh, right. freestyle, oh, right? I guess. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't Greco Roman. Roman. It wasn't single leg takedown. Yes, you ordered two points. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but no, during the off season, I do, I do a little part time work with Valor Christian High School and coach up some of their kids. Who you know, they have the Valor Sports Network, and it's a lot of fun to to really you know see the the. Ki- I never had the opportunity in high school to be involved in broadcasting. I can only imagine for the kids who really kind of take to it and want to pursue it and there's it's not just valor there's a lot of schools now who are you know have their own broadcasts and all and i think that's just awesome because it really gives young people a chance to get a leg up and to really experience it and to see is this something i want to pursue because i started you know my second year in college which i felt was really late uh at that at that point so help the kids and call a few games for valor christian stay up on the abs and nuggets and the other sports teams and 
try and get a little downtime with the boys too. Goody, I know you've done some co- high school coaching as well, right? Uh, yeah, baseball. I coach at Arapaho um, on their baseball staff, and I do I do some college basketball, Pac-12 Network, and and some other entities, and um, obviously my weekly podcast, and go skiing tomorrow, and play a lot of tennis. And <laughs> have you ever called tennis before? I'm curious yeah. of the of the maybe not the strangest sports because hey, tennis and to, to everyone. <laughs> You know, your sport that you love is your sport. But again, that's kind of outside the box. Volleyball, right? Tennis is, I don't think I've ever turned the radio on and listened to a tennis game, but. Yeah, I've never, I've done, I've done tennis on television. I did the, in 1990, I did the ATP tour, which was on, uh, on prime network, Mm -hmm. you know, a network that doesn't exist any longer. But, um, in fact, uh, I did the first, um, ATP event in mainland China. It was in Beijing, uh, and and appropriately, American Michael Chang, who had roots to good. China, won the event. Wow! So I I do you know when you asked earlier us about what you recollect and calls and I, I you and I again have talked about this before. For me, I don't even know who won the game the night before. <laughs> I, I have really good short term <laughs> retention. I study for the game and. And I can give you all sorts of superfluous and stats going in, but the next day I've let it all go. Uh, but I do remember. I do remember that. Um, but uh, I, earlier we were talking about journey and and relationships, and I think it's so important. Um, whatever your pursuing, I sound. I don't, I don't know. Sound fatherly here, but whatever you're pursuing in life, you know, if you want to, if you aspire to be, you know, in the corner office at the top of the building you better enjoy the road to because you're going to occupy that office for generally speaking a shorter amount of time than it took you to get there so whether it's doing you know high school football and basketball or volleyball or whatever it is in Iowa or or, or you know out on the plains of eastern colorado uh, you know you, you better enjoy those experiences because it's all part of of your journey and i i mean i Again, not trying to get overly philosophical, but I really believe that, and I believe it applies whether you're in broadcasting or, you know, trying to trying to be the CEO of a company. We love saving you money, and we love companies trying to help save the world. That's why we've partnered with Ball Aerospace and Technology. And guess what? Right now, they're looking for production technicians. They're paying them twenty-seven dollars an hour, and they're looking to give you an increase at six, twelve, and eighteen months. They want to give you a four hundred one k for retirement stock purchase ownership program, annual bonuses, and guess what? Comprehensive insurance active the day of hire. Text GOLDEN to 77222 to get linked to all of their open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. You can take that hard-earned paycheck and then buy yourself a home with the expertise and support of Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. Two things that can be very stressful, but not with Chevalier Mortgage. Because what they do is strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity. Always putting you, that's right, you first. Keep in mind, if you already own a home, guess what? You know prices are going up. And that's creating natural equity in your home. So if you've got mortgage insurance, there's a good chance you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. They've got a fun perk right now for DNVR listeners. 
visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and you can actually enter to win a free DNVR shirt or DNVR hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you can get set up with free consultation to discuss all your options at dnvrmortgage.com. Call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or just visit www.dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. The NFL season is winding down. The playoffs are here. They're right around the corner. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. DraftKings customers can also get their NFL action with same-game parlays. This is when you combine multiple bets from the same game and you get an even bigger payout. So the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR and new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I did think of, of something along those lines when Kyle's talking about all the, there's 120 minor league baseball teams. So those are all young folks, men and women who they're gunning Mike, Drew, they're, they're gunning for like your jobs, you know? And so obviously you have to keep sharp, but every day it, it, you got to grind it out and you got to do it. And so uh, I'm curious, like, do each of you have that moment? And maybe it's baseball, maybe it's in other places where you kind of just stop and go, man, can you believe where I'm at? Can you believe how lucky I've gotten? Which we all know it could end tomorrow in, in some form or fashion, but but what does that moment look like for you? Or 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 what's been a, a big moment in your careers where you've stopped and really said, Whoa, this is something this is something big right here, right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I We're getting deep. We're getting yeah, deep. Well, yeah, no, I mean I, I never see myself as having arrived because mm. I I just I mean, I, I remember when I first got to Greeley and got to Colorado in 91, I mean, I was watching Drew's games on Prime. I remember Prime Network. I really do. And and we met each other when I was calling UNC games. So I still, I, I, I just don't, I don't see myself on, on that level. I, it's just, I just don't because... Mm -hmm. I think you always sort of see yourself, at least I do, as as the kid, right? As the yeah. as the one who's just always trying to, you know, take another step. And uh, I, I don't. I mean, I don't even know how to answer that question. I, mm. I I go to work. I try and do my best work every day. Try and be prepared. Try and do it with the best attitude. And you know, try and and make a positive impact on people. And then you hope, as you know, talking about what Drew mentioned earlier, the subjectivity, you hope that people like your work or more people like it than don't. Uh, and then when you have those moments of growth or learning that people go, oh, all right, he's, you know, that we'll, we'll let it slide this time. I, I don't know how to look at it other than that. I really don't. I, I've never been really comfortable saying, well, this was a great call that I had because I don't, I'll always find something that I can do better in a call, in a game, and it took me a long time to realize that there's no perfect broadcast. And once that was a really sort of big evolution for me personally, not again, not to get too deep or too fatherly, <laughs> but, but it's, you, you realize that 
it's okay to make some of the best moments come out of mistakes and some of the funniest moments come out of mistakes and when you sort of realize that you can have fun with with um sort of a, a mistake that you make or a, a funny exchange with your broadcast partner um, that's when i think those magical moments happen that you can't script and you can't predict but you know when you're in one it's like that was really cool so i don't i'm it's kind of a meandering answer but i don't no, I, I love I'm not that. sure how to answer it. I no, guess. I love what you just said about like, I feel like I haven't arrived yet, which again, anyone who's watching this right now was that, well, obviously you have, like you're on this set and you're on KOA, you're right next to Jack Corrigan, but yet I, I have that same feeling and, and, and I understand kind of where that comes from because again, at, at any point it, it could disappear or you've always been that kid. You're always, I just, I just want to be that thing. And you might not even realize it when you get there. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, again, it's it's always wanting to to improve. Yeah, and and yet also, sir. I mean, at some point, you do recognize, all right, I'm. It's not my first year in the business anymore. I mean, so I think there's that balance that that you have to draw. But yeah, it's always. I, I mean, I think I, I've always sort of described myself as a work in progress. You're you're always I'm always trying to to learn new things, to to sound better, to incorporate different elements into a broadcast. Yeah, uh, I've learned you can't take yourself too seriously. Obviously, you're trying to be a professional and put together the best product you can. Uh, but when you have that time, when you stumble over that guy's name, you just kind of have to roll with it. And, and you make the best of a situation or you call a ground ball and it's actually a line drive. You, f you find a way to get around it. Um, but for me, as far as the appreciation, I guess, for, for what I get to do, I try to remind myself every single day. Some days it's harder than others, but nine times out of 10, it's not hard at all. Because as soon as I put on that headset and I'm about to go live in the pregame show and I look out and I, I see, you know, modern Woodman Park, there's a Ferris wheel in left field and the <laughs> Mississippi River over there. And I'm about to call a professional baseball game that it hits me almost every time uh, that, you know, this is what I'm doing. And it's very special. And I do not try to take it for granted. Uh, and you have in talking about the grind, you have to appreciate that journey and that grind. Um, you know, when it's game 75 and you're writing up the game notes again, and you're just like, Oh, I just did this like <laughs> five hours ago. You, you have to find the love in it. And if, if you don't really love baseball or football or whatever you're calling, it's probably not for you. You have to love the process of not only uh, the day-to-day -day in season, but just climbing the ladder uh, in the industry. So I, I'm still so young and naive. You know, I, I love every bit of it. I think it's still the greatest thing on earth. You have to love that, you know, 16 hour road trip to Billings. Like you just, you got to You got to embrace it. You have to love every minute of it. And so I, I try to do that every day. Yeah. That's that's an an awesome attitude, and for both for both, not not that my advice or thought on it means anything, but I will tell you, and I'm not being gratuitous here. I've been fortunate and privileged to do what I do yeah. for for now, you know, 35, 36 years, and I never take it for granted. I continue, hopefully, to learn, and as Mike said and, and Kyle said, you know, you're always trying to get better. Um, and there are numerous times during a season I'll be walking down, you know, up the stairs from the dugout onto the field or down the stairs from the clubhouse, last couple of years aside because we haven't had the same access, and it's Dodger Stadium or it's, you know, City Field in New York or it, it's Wrigley Field, and, and you pinch yourself because it's, it's, 
you're you're so fortunate to do what you do and so i i try never to take it for granted and um I, and i mean that i i, I really do i'm not just saying it because it sounds like the right answer uh, um, and i and i feel that and i think it's a good thing to do to remind yourself because there, there are going to be times where you're grinding and there are times where you get frustrated and there are times where you know i'm an extremely competitive person and i and i've learned to kind of hone back sometimes when i want to get pissed off um you know i'm, I'm still rather immature <laughs> so uh but i the overall thing to remind yourself of that i i i do it on a on a regular basis and obviously these guys do as well based on what they said and um yeah we're, we're lucky man we're lucky yeah it's, it's living the dream because i i can as you're talking i can think about all those stadiums and what they've looked like when i get my ticket ripped right or or scanned now at this point with my dad going to ball games and now to be able to go to those stadiums and to be working it right to get paid and that's mm -hmm. you're now on the other side that is it's it's magical it's special and but you're still that same person you're still that kid as you said mike that just was a fan and you're you're still a fan you never stop being that fan and yet it's what you do yeah and you do look at it differently certainly i mean it, it when I go to a game now as a fan with my boys, I mean I don't, <laughs> I, it, I almost have to remind myself to cheer because it, yeah. it's yeah. just you sort yeah. of it, yeah. it just sort of burns out of you. I mean because that's not part of broadcasting a game usually anyway, uh, except for maybe some really special moments. But no, I mean you have to appreciate it. How can you not? I, I've always said it's not digging ditches and it's not, <laughs> it's not it's 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 working but it's hardly working at the same time i mean what what we get to do is is amazing and like drew and like kyle said you know i try and be grateful for it every day because the alternatives are are just not as good doug mo had a great line years ago he said and doug would fire his jacket and everything but he would always remind i think himself and those around him that we're all working in the toy store of life right. it's sports the end of the day it's sports so I, I love that before we go out here two two more little talking points one i i gotta hear your worst road story and so kyle you said you know like and, and again it, i'm sure it's nothing <laughs> when you're in the majors but the the bus trip or like you said to billings it's 16 hours really uh yeah i think because we're, we're coming from colorado springs so yeah it was it was the oh. longest trip you could have taken i think geographically um but yeah, the, the road trips, obviously, I mean, that's just quintessential minor league baseball, the, the road trip. You know, yeah. I, I learned, I forgot to bring a pillow on our first road trip of the year, and everyone was looking at me like, really? Like, sorry, <laughs> this is new? Like, I'm new to this? <laughs> uh, that's my bad. Um, but it's, it's those little things. I remember the, uh, the, the hotel we would stay at. Uh, this is, of course, back in the Pioneer League when I was with the Grand Junction Rockies um, in Ogden, Utah, uh, was haunted. It's like this hotel oh, that's God. been there for, you know, 200 years <laughs> and you know, 40 people have died in it. Like, it's just this crazy <laughs> place. And uh, there, there were members of the, the staff that wouldn't want to stay there. They'd go stay in a separate hotel because they didn't want to mess with the entities in the, the Ogden <laughs> Hotel. I, I forget the name of it. Um, but I, I never came away with like a real ghost story, but the elevator did put me on the wrong floor a couple of times. And so that's always a, right. a fun experience. And yeah, I, you know, you're going to think about where you're at when it's 2 a.m. and you're laying there in your hotel room. Um, but I haven't had any like super crazy road trip stories, fortunately. And I, I only have one season on the road. Uh, you know, I've been in minor league baseball for three years, but I've only had one season's worth of road trips. So now when we have the whole, uh, 
high a central season coming up this next year i think we're, we're we're driving all the way to dayton from quad cities and fort wayne so so we've got a couple of long road trips in there uh but I, i'm excited i love checking out the new towns i, I love that the road trip process it's i'm still a just a, a fan of the game and just loving being out there um so hopefully next time we do this i'll have a good story for you uh from the 2022 season yeah, and hopefully when you go through lansing at you know, oh. when it, when a game is over at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday night, there'll be some place for you to grab a bite to eat. Because I know the, that's the biggest that's, challenge. That's a big one. Yeah, thank you for bringing up what really yes. matters, Patrick. Yeah, that's the big thing. If your hotel is, you know, I, I think that the hotel in Orem, Utah, that the closest thing was like a Krispy Kreme, which is great, you know, but you can only utilize that during certain hours, not when your your game gets over. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, you got to know where got to know where the food spots are. You got to got to have a mall nearby where the bus can stop off and maybe you're lucky you get a food court you know get some get some options so <laughs> don't don't be too greedy yeah <laughs> i don't ask for much you know one or two options i had two quick memories when when i was calling uh, unc basketball uh the bears were division two at the time and in the north central conference and we had a road trip you know they had travel partners and the bears or the north dakota schools state and north dakota north dakota state were travel partners and one of the trips we went to Fargo it was minus 80 wind chill, oh and it own. was what? just what? brutal. It was it, it was I've never been so cold in my life. Now, thankfully, it was a basketball trip, and we weren't out very very long. Oh my goodness, that was cold. And then when I was calling uh, CU women's basketball, we had a road trip to Iowa State, and they chartered you know about a 30 seat plane, and we i don't know how the pilot landed this plane in this windstorm i mean we had no business landing we were doing the side to side and not just a little bit and you know in the moment you kind i i'm not afraid of flying some people are obviously and in the moment i'm like okay this is more than i'm used to and then you look back and you how did that dude land the plane i mean it was it was insane yeah. it really was <laughs> I, I, who knows? I can't remember everything, but, um, we're, we're fortunate now. And, you know, you travel on, you stay in great hotels and you're on chartered aircraft with team, with the team and all that kind of thing. So, um, there, there are multiple times though that, uh, you know, like anybody, you get stuck in an airport if you're doing a collegiate game or that sort of thing. I, I remember at one point, I was doing, I don't know, skiing and basketball and football. And it was that time of year where they all kind of melded together. And I, I was in 21 airports in seven days. I remember that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Wow. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure there's stories I've forgotten of um, just some stories that probably can't tell. And one of my our directors had a had a great one with, you know, I think probably too much to drink and <laughs> smashing a toilet inadvertently and had no idea how that happened and the flood and whatever. But um, well, I know yeah. very famously uh, one, of, one of the biggest home runs hit in the state of Colorado in Denver for the Zephyrs. You got a nice knock on your door from uh, that gentleman uh, one night. I know you've told that oh, story the Joey before. Yeah, Joey Meyer. That was um, <laughs> we, were, we were actually on the road, and I'll repeat the story very quickly. Joey Meyer, for those that uh, – don't remember way back in the eighties played for the Zephyrs. He, got, he was in the big leagues for a little bit. He, Bruce, he actually became yeah. a pretty big star in Japan. Huge man. He was like six, five and 200. And, uh, he was listed at like six, five, two sixty five. And Oof. I was doing a, uh, a Zephyr game 
in Oklahoma City, and it was sometime in the eighty, late eighties, and he he had when he came up to the plate that night, and this game was on television, and I'm pretty sure, and he came up to the plate that night, and I said, you know, here's you know Big Joey Meyer. I said something like, you know, he's listed at six five, two sixty five. 270, 275. I was really trying to <laughs> trying to emphasize how big a human being he was. I wasn't yeah. making fun of his weight. Well, literally around midnight that night in in our hotel, um, on the phone and not cell phones, just on the phone talking to my girlfriend at the time, and it's midnight and I hear you know my pounds on my door so i you know well, hold on i look through the people and it's like kind of the proverbial i'm looking at a chest <laughs> and i open the door and it's joey meyer and he's hammered and he's like drew why 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 my my girlfriend said you were making fun of my weight and he's kind of mumbling and i let him in the room not that i got any alternative um, <laughs> but uh he said, "Your my girlfriend's said you were making fun of my weight on the on the TV tonight." And I said, "No, Joey. I just said, you know, I'm emphasizing your big man." Went through the thing, and he goes, "Okay." And he turned around and he walked back out. <laughs> I, mean, I thought, I mean, I didn't know if he was going to like throw me out the window or what what was going to transpire. And my whatever version of what I said appeased him. Then <laughs> he went on his merry way. Yeah. That, that was a close call to say yeah. the least yeah i mean literally i was like it would take like three of me to to uh you know to to be joey's size you probably, you probably had to have a cup of coffee just to calm yourself down a little yeah. bit at that point yeah i remember man. that story though that was funny he was actually a, you know like so many big p he was like a teddy bear of a guy yeah. but yeah. you know he, he was uh you know had a couple libations and thought he would come visit <laughs> so if broadcasting wasn't what you did for a living if you didn't, you didn't pay the bills with sports what would uh where could you have seen yourself ended up what what would have been the job for you your your family's furniture store uh or you know some kind of uh galvanized nail factory in your town <laughs> what what would it be where where would you be right now if, oh. if if you didn't if you didn't make it as you're making it right now it's for anyone um, I, you know, I, I always said I wanted to do two things. I wanted to uh, do what I've been fortunate enough to do. And uh, the other thing was coach. And, and obviously, I uh, and, and coach football. I love football from a coaching standpoint. I love coaching baseball as well. But such a brutal life coaching. Uh, so I would probably say, and I'd take my LSATs back in the day, uh, my dad was an attorney, so I, yeah. I probably would have mm -hmm. gone to law school and done something with that degree. Now I don't know if I, how long I would have hung a shingle. I don't know if I would have gravitated toward being a you know a sports agent. But I, I would like to think, in some way, shape, or form, I would have been in sports. It, yeah. It's that important to me. Yeah. And, and you know, I wish I could have played. You know beyond college unfortunately nobody wanted me to play beyond college so uh but that's kind of that's that's kind of my answer to that yeah i have no idea i mean i really <laughs> do I. Um, <laughs> I mean i was an english major so and i wasn't going to teach so it was and i wasn't going to get a phd that was for sure uh, i really don't know although i probably would have i could i could now see myself um having gotten a law degree potentially 
Now at the time that wasn't anywhere on the radar, but if, if, it, because I was just pursuing broadcasting, but if that hadn't worked out, I could see that maybe, maybe we're, I, but I really don't know. I, I have no idea. There is no plan B as, no, <laughs> as it turned out. Yeah. Safety net. Yeah, my dad probably would have tried to talk me into banking. Uh, I don't think I could have done that. Uh, I, I can't do that now. There's no way. Uh, I love broadcasting because every day is different. You know, I, I would need some kind of some kind of gig where the, I'm not sitting in a cubicle for, for 12 hours. Um, but uh, I think, like Drew, I think I would have found my way back to sports in some way. Uh, I could potentially see myself maybe have becoming a teacher not mostly to teach but to coach i think that would be you know i i, I have a long history of education providers in my family so maybe those genes would have would have uh, trickled down in some way uh but yeah i i, I got to coach uh, some youth baseball a little bit in high school absolutely love that um and so that's something i might have found myself in but it's very hard like mike said i i can't i i, I like i said I, i'm doing what i wanted to do since i was 12 years old I don't remember much before 12 and what I wanted to do then. It was probably play for the Colorado Rockies. And obviously I'm not doing that, nor will I ever. So I think for, for the better, though. <laughs> yeah, even being the voice of a local Little League seems like it would be a, a good side gig, right? Maybe professional wiffle ball player. Maybe I can do that, you know? What? Maybe. Well, that's kind of fun. That that still could be in your future. That could Kyle. be. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Drew, you yeah. could be calling those games in the off season. There you go. Hey, well, what a fall for grace you, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> It'd be an honor, it, though. It, 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 whatever, <laughs> if there's a microphone, probably all three of us are in, right? There you go. Yeah, so. absolutely. Guys, this has been really fantastic. I appreciate you all coming down to the DNVR Thank bar you. in the corner of Colfax and York. Members, you know you get bigger beer when you're here, discounts on all of our gear, exclusive content from the Avalanche, Nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, etc. Uh, this is fantastic. Thank you for, for piloting this program. Hoping to, to do some more like this. We'll have to have you back and... Uh, after each of you calls another championship series, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it again. Put it on the books. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, you can reach out to Drew. He's uh, on Twitter at Drew Goodman 42 and Cameo as well. You're hitting that Cameo hard. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just found out about I'm it. And one. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, th I think you should be pushing it a little bit more. I think it's cool, good stuff. Yeah, I'm a bad salesperson. No, it, it's all right. Mike Rice, you are at M Rice K O A. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you want to plug? I mean, Goody's got the podcast. Uh, I don't know if you're still on air during the week doing anything. You're just managing things in general. Over yeah, there pretty much. Pretty much just trying to keep the ship straight, so to speak. And uh, downtime with the boys is and with the families. Actually, have Mike's. Uh colleague this week uh, it's going to be a two-parter dave logan an old friend who oh yeah we talk uh we talk a lot about you know broadcasting and his coaching and and things off the kind of beaten path a little bit this week and uh, this next couple on uh, the podcast See, you're there doing better with your salesmanship now i think mike's gonna be well he remind, mike yeah. reminded of it because you know mike mike's been a koa for a long yeah. long time and obviously dave's been a fixture there forever yeah dave, and you can listen i could listen to dave all day yeah I mean, he has great stories and yep. what a background yeah what a background yeah. Everything he's done, he's done well. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, make sure you're subscribing to the uh, DNVR Rockies podcast as well as the Drew Goodman podcast. And you can uh, reach out to Kyle on Twitter if you'd like, at Kyle T. Kirch. That's right. Been Kyle T. Kirch forever. <laughs> it's in every way. Reach out. T- tune into some Quad Cities River Bandits games this year. Watch the future of the game, folks. Come on. Royals got a really good system. They you got do. a lot of really great players, as you said. They you do. Know, you won the championship this year, so Royals are going to be exciting. Keep your eye out for them. Absolutely. Hopefully. Absolutely. Again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate everyone out there listening, following along on our YouTube channel, as well as listening to the podcast. So for DNVR Sports, Drew Goodman, Mike Rice, Kyle Kirchival, I'm Patrick Lyons. Thanks for tuning in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. <laughs>